So subject number four, this one is a junk food eaters. And the reason why I want to talk about that is because it's just kind of showing how we're kind of like raccoon people. We, we pretty much eat garbage. If us Navajos were to kind of sit back and have a laboratory and we could use a microscope and learn how to do all that, we could really analyze what it is that we're putting in our bodies. And some of those, um, those, I don't know, chemicals that they put on meat, like you would get at Walmart, like for the, for the chicken, the, the beef, um, the ground beef steak, the pork chops, whatever, whatever it is that you're buying right there. If you notice that, um, even though you bring it back home, flies will land on it, but not too many bugs or bacteria want to eat that stuff because it's so filled with poison. Like, um, no, well, I won't, I wouldn't want to say poison. It's so filled with industrial chemicals. There we go. That, you know, the bugs and I don't know how stupid the flies are, but if they eat it, you know, more power to them, hopefully they die. But you know, they, the maggots don't even want to eat the meat, you know, there's like, uh, no, thanks. I'll pass. I'd rather go for that putrid smelling body inside the cemetery. I'll, I'll have that. Thank you. You know? And, um, and so there, there was another thing where I saw, um, I don't remember if it was off of Facebook or on television and what it was, it, it was a video about how gummy worms are made and what it what it boiled, what it actually came down to, I mean, literally boiled down to was, um, horse meat. Horses were just ground up, man. Like, um, the, the bones and the hooves and, you know, just everything about the horse is just all ground up and it was like squished and, and mushed and everything and boiled. And then it came through this one, um, uh, this one like shredder in a way, and when that came out, that was what was making the gummy worms. I was like, damn, that's how they make gummy worms. I was, I always thought it was like a mixture of chemicals that were like, um, kind of like in some kind of heating process and they would melt all together. Then they would add food coloring and flavor in there. And that's how you get the gummy worms and gummy bears. But wow, oh man, those gummy, those gummy snacks are actually made from horses. I was like, Oh shit. Wow, man, that's crazy. You know? So um, so if they can do that to a horse, imagine what they can do to the rest of us and imagine what, what else is out there, what else, you know, um, is being cheated on with, by food. And I remember, uh, I want to say this was like in, I don't know, like almost 10 years ago on Facebook, there was a video of this lady. She was trying to make, she was boiling some rice to make for her family, but, she, uh, I guess her husband was recording it and she squeezed that rice down, you know, all the, all the rice. Um, I don't know what, what would he call them? Rice kernels, rice leafings, or just basically rice seeds, <laughs> but the rice, she squeezed them all together in a ball and then she threw it on the kitchen floor and it bounced back up like rubber. I was like, Whoa, damn. And then that lady's like, what the fuck is this? You know, she was just like all like mad and upset. And I was like, wow, man, that's, that's crazy. And, um, and a few episodes ago, I was talking about how, when I was in high school, the, the thing that was coming out was milk that was made out of spider web DNA or yeah. So what that was supposed to do was if you broke or fractured your arm, I mean, your, your bones, 
you would drink that milk or I don't know how maybe it was put into an IV or whatever, but that spider milk basically would have the DNA of the web to, you know, go into your calcium, your bones and strengthen it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, there's always people that are in, that want to be on the edge of the next best thing, the next biggest thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, people are out there putting all that in their bodies and thinking, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to be more healthier than the, the previous cavemen that, that came generations before me. When back then the cavemen's were more, they're more natural, you know, they had natural strength because of the way they had to constantly move. Not like we do today where, you know, you get in a car and drive over there, but this was actually like hiking and journeys and, you know, along the way, run across a, you know, uh, an angry animal that was trying to kill you and eat you and you'd have to fight back. And, you know, all that stuff, um, is where I was kind of looking at the way we consume junk food on the Navajo nation and they have that junk food tax, but I'm like, that doesn't stop anybody. I mean, me, if I want some, you know, sugar or, you know, I need that, that well, yeah, I guess pretty much sugar kick, you know? I'm like, I'm going to go get it, you know, and if the store charges $2 and 49 cents, I'm like, Hey man, I, you know, I, that craving that I need, that I want to be satisfied, I will pay for it and then get it. And like, like Gatorade, you know, I'm like, Oh man, I'm looking at that red Gatorade, blue Gatorade, clear Gatorade, uh, green Gatorade, all the colors basically. And it's really, really tempting, man marketing is the one thing where I wish Navajos would take advantage of that and see that, you know, we've been duped this whole time by marketing, clever marketing. And, you know, if there's a new vehicle that's out, you know, there's, there's a way they film it and edit that whole thing with the sound and, you know, the visuals and, you know, it gets enticing and then they show you how much it is. And you're like, well, I really can't afford it, but I want it, you know, so then they'll find a way to go get it. And so that's kind of like this, the, the thing about junk food eating is it's the advertising that's really kicking us in our fat square, uh, you know, and, um, the other thing too, is that, um, with the junk food, um, okay. So we, we already know about the junk food, all the grease, the sugar and all that, the salt, all that stuff just, uh, settles down inside your liver, your kidneys and, and it causes it not to work as hard as, I mean, excuse me, it, it causes it not to really perform its job right. And that's where we start to get sluggish and lazy. And then, then we get that learned attitude where we're like, ah, oh, it's too much to walk to the refrigerator. I'm just going to get all the food I need and bring it here to the couch, sit here and watch TV. I want to be entertained and I want to enjoy my food, enjoy my snack while I, you know, while I try to see what else is showing, you know, I know that's how I was. That's why I got so, so big and fat, you know, but luckily uh, I learned all that and I'm, you know, bringing myself back down. So my pants are sliding. I feel like a little kid when I run my, I got to grab my pants and pull up my belt and I'm like, damn, did I really lose that much weight? But anyways, um, so the other thing about, uh, becoming lazy from all the food that we eat is, um, meat. Meat is, um, or what we call protein. It's supposed to be there to help you out, to kind of help you digest while you use that for, 
for more, you know, energy type consumption. I mean, not energy consumption, but for like energy, um, based activities. And when we eat all that meat and there's all that grease in there, we're just like, ah, I don't want to do anything. That's why I, I was getting all fat too, because I was eating at the, uh, the buffets and all the greasy stuff, you know, I would eat it and, um, like, you know, over there, like Golden Corral, they would have that, uh, stream of, uh, cheese. You just stick your food under there and cheese, like, it's kind of like the nacho, nacho cheese. And that's where it kind of makes it, you know, really enticing, man. But that's where I learned how to start portioning what I was eating. I was like, cause I would always get disappointed, man, I should have had that. I should have had that. I didn't have a chance to eat it. Then I'd look at my, the way I'd, you know, pile on my plate full of just like, two or three main dishes. I'm like, Oh, that's why I get full right away. You know, that's why I never really eat all the other stuff that's over there. So I learned how to do like a scoop to a scoop and a half. That way I get more, um, more for my buck, you know, cause I'm paying for it. And so I, that's why I was kind of doing it like that. But anyways, um, that's where, as far as meat goes, yeah, it can slow you down. It is sluggish. Um, and that's why, you know, you supposed to be, fit enough to where if you're going to have meat that, you know, you could at least work it off later on, whether it's at a dinner or dinner time or lunchtime. And that's where that protein is supposed to give you that other energy and your body breaks it down. And, you know, that's how it's supposed to help you. But, uh, when we have too much junk food, that's where I kind of started to see really that we were just kind of, um, wasting our time, shoving our face full of uh, snacks and stuff that wasn't what they call empty calories. And, um, but, you know, once you're conditioned to have something that has taste, that has flavor, it's kind of hard to break away from it, man. I, uh, but as a kid, you know, I never really had problems with vegetables. I, the only, I guess, vegetable based type of, you know, food that I wouldn't eat is, um, sauerkraut because it's too sour and it lives up to its name and horseradish. I don't really care for that because damn, that shit burned my mouth when I was a kid. So I didn't, I didn't know what it was, but pretty much all the other vegetables, man, I'll, I'll eat it. You know, I really don't care. Um, and then, um, what, what else was I say as far as being, oh yeah. So going back to the thing about meat, what I wanted to say was that, um, that UFC fighter, uh, boy, I just had his name in my head, Connor McGregor. There we go. I guess Conor McGregor, he was going to go fight this other guy who was a vegan. He, you know, he's a vegetarian. That's all he ate was, you know, greens. And um, so Conor McGregor was eating his steak because, you know, that kind of adds, gives you the extra weight that you would need to. But when it came down to actually fighting, Conor McGregor was a little bit more sluggish than usual because he was consuming all that protein, all that meat while he was training the other guy, the vegan, he was eating all the vegetables while he was training. So it gave him that much more of an endurance and performance when he fought Conor McGregor. So that's how he beat him down. Later on, um, I guess the training teams were talking about how they, how each fighter prepared. And so Conor McGregor's team, they finally told him, you know, hey man, try eating, you know, go on a vegan diet for your next fight and let's see how that holds up against you for during the, um, you know, when you, when you're fighting <clears throat> as opposed to eating meat. So Conor McGregor, he did that. His next opponent, uh, he fought 
he beat that person because he had the endurance and he had, um, he had everything going for him from eating all the vegetables. So, you know, there's, there's, there's positives to it, but you know, it, like I said, us Navajos, we're, we're conditioned one way. So I'm, it's not that I don't, um, I don't got any like hate or anything towards vegan lifestyle. It's just that out here on the res, you get what you can get, man. We don't really have that luxury to say, oh, well, I'm going to eat this and that type of uh, fruit and berries and, and salads, you know, because as I've talked about in earlier episodes with um, Arrow, uh, for season one, yeah, I was talking about how he was telling me that once food, like vegetables, let's say uh, a, a head of lettuce, when it's cut and when it's taken out of uh, where it's being grown, right there, the freshness lasts for a few days. But then those few days, it's being transported. So by the time it gets to Walmart, it could be like a week. And all those nutritional value that's in it is already gone. So while you're eating it, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm healthy now because I'm eating this vegetable garden salad. It's like, yeah, yeah, you are, but you're not as effective as if you had your own garden where you could eat the fresh stuff all the time. And that's where that whole caveman mentality comes in where, you know, the cavemen, they had to eat everything all natural, you know, before that, the whole thing with the fire started, you know? Um, so everything was raw. So they got all their nutrition, just pure raw nutrition and, you know, we couldn't do that today. We'd be like, I know I'd be gagging. I'm like, I don't want to eat a dead raw saber tooth tiger <laughs> or a woolly mammoth or whatever the hell they were eating back then. But, um, you know, those are like some things to consider. Think about next time you go to drive through. I mean, I, I think about when I go to drive through, but sometimes I'm just like, it's convenience. You know, I'm trying to do so many things at once. And I'm like, man, I just, I just, I just got to have that burger. I just got to have that um, hot dog or those nachos or that taco or whatever. But to my credit, I don't just, you know, just lay there and just get all fat and eat more. But I just like, all right, I got to use that. And I use it as fuel for myself to stay awake when I'm driving back home, when I'm coming back from town after I run my errands and stuff like that. But anyways, um, so that's where you know, this whole junk food eating thing, I wish KTNN and their stupid cultural hour would talk about it more or there'd be, uh, I know there's awareness for it on, on the res and they do play commercials for it, but it just, I think what they do is they make it to sound too medical. And when you, when you, I don't guess, medicalize your terminology, trying to explain to your family, you kind of sound pompous. You sound like an arrogant jerk, like you, you're better than them. And I think that's where, families pick up on it and like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll do that. And they're like, yeah, you jerk. I'm going to eat this whole pint of ice cream all to myself. You can't tell me what to do, you know? So that's, um, that's where I've, I was kind of looking at it like that. And I'm like, well, hell might as well bring it out on the, the podcast. Cause I'm trying to call cause <laughs> I'm trying to tell all different sides of, you know, Navajo culture of what we're doing and just kind of analyzing it and just seeing maybe for the next pandemic, the next plandemic, whatever they got going on, that if they try to say, oh, well, you Navajos are unhealthy from this uh, disease that we made and we threw at you and now you're affected by it. You're like, oh, hell no, man. I've been eating, excuse me, I've been eating right. I've been eating healthy. My blood pressure's down. It's at a good level and I'm no longer sluggish. I'm fully active and kiss my ass, you know, so... 
maybe that would be a route we could go into the future. You never know. So anyways, yeah, well, maybe we'll jump back to the subject again later on. But for now, let's move on to the next subject, the last subject of the night. <laughs> 